Michael Gevin here with Jumpstart Sessions. So I'm super excited to bring you these one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching sessions. These are kind of behind the scenes and coaching videographers and filmmakers. And if you'd like to kind of cherry pick what you'd like to even listen to on each episode, you can go to jumpstartsessions.net. And on there, you'll be able to find the show notes for each and every single episode. There's also an assessment that I have each person take that I coach. You'll be able to see their results on the show notes page for each episode. You'll also be able to take the assessment yourself so you can kind of compare results. If you yourself would like to be coached on a Jumpstart session, you'll also just go to jumpstartsessions.net and it'll say, get coached on the podcast. You fill out a questionnaire and as of right now, they are free as long as they can be used as a podcast episode. And so ultimately, that's all I've got for now. I'm super excited for you to listen to this episode. So let's rock and roll. So up front then, I just want you to tell us a little bit about you and your situation and what you've got going on. Oh man, that's hard to even start. I that's mean, right. uh, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just shooting wise or in general? Just, or? I guess from the professional aspect, basically. So what you're trying to do with your business, when did you start it? What's going on with it? What are kind of some of the challenges you might be facing? And then I mean, I've got your, yeah. your form here and everything. So I'll be asking more questions, but just for your sure. overall little overview there, that'd be good. Yeah, I guess just a little backstory. Um, I've been shooting for probably close to six years now. Okay. Um, just taking on, you know, jobs here and there for fun, not for much money. And then for about four years of my life, I worked at a place called Camp Woodward. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, no, no. It's out in, uh, there's one in California, one in Pennsylvania, okay. and it's a big action sports camp. Oh, cool. And a part okay. of that is uh, digital media. So photography, videography, all that. And I was their studio manager for four years. Oh, okay. Um, so that was a big portion of what I did for 12 weeks out of the summer. Okay. Um, and then came home, you know, work kind of dropped off. I, I still shot for fun and all that, but then just picked up normal jobs, you know, work in retail or Chipotle or sure. whatever yeah. you name it. Um, and then here today, just, I would say in the last year, I just, you know, was over the typical monotonous stuff that I didn't want to do. And I said, you know what, I, I can make money with my camera. I need to actually start doing this now, and mm -hmm. you know, taking charge of it and making something real out of it. So. Perfect. Yeah. So are you, are you currently employed somewhere though, still with a job no. or you're not? Nope. Okay. No. And what's the, I'm trying to ask this more and more, cause you know, even in like full-time filmmaker or any group, you, you see people who might say I've gone full-time or I've done this or I've done that. And the thing that really matters right. to me a lot is the context because a guy who's yeah. 40 with a wife and five kids and $150,000 right. a month or not a month. Oh my God. But a year in yeah. bills you know, then you've got a 23 year old who, I mean, I, I lived in my parents' basement when I started for the first year, yeah. you know? And so where are you at kind of in that situation currently in your income? Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, it all, everyone's different situation. Um, you could consider me full-time cause it's all I do for work right now. But yes, I still, I'm 23 years old, live with my parents right now. Um, still uh, saving up, getting on my feet. So yeah, well, it's what I do. Though, be I, I think that, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's interesting because there was a time when I started creating inspirational things when I was maybe 25 years old. Yeah. But what I realized is I came still from a place of the kid who lived in his parents' basement, had no bills and just right. could, you know, go out and do a shoot 
for a week and make $250. And I'm like, hell yeah, this is great. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and then, and then maybe make, you know, the thousand dollars in a month and all is kosher. And then yeah. when I got closer to being 30 and actually had accumulated a lot of debt, I'm almost 33 now, but had yep. accumulated a lot of debt. Things were far different for me. Mm -hmm. uh, bills were not no longer a thousand dollars a month or $800 a month. And in fact, at that point in time, you hit 30, the debt and things I'd gotten into, I mean, I was up near $12,000 a month just to, to make yeah. life. It was crazy. Oh. And I pulled it all off, but the weight, I mean, I won't get into that on this one. There's episodes sure. and other things, but, but it was interesting because what I had to realize is I had to go back because now I didn't have a full empathy or understanding for that guy who's like mm -hmm. got the wife and kids and, you know, sure. struggling to make it work and figure out, well, how do I have this job that I don't really love, but I want to do this thing. And so even right. though I had, I was self-employed, there was situations and things that I had created that could be an equivalent of a job that I didn't necessarily sure. enjoy anymore. And so I still had to make that shift because I had a lot more financial responsibilities. So yeah. I think in a place where you're at, what's beautiful is because when you're of a place of need, like you need yeah. to make money, it's yeah. not a great place to be in because the, the jobs, the opportunities, the things you do will be very different than when you don't need anything. Sure. Um, and so if you, can, if you can have that subtle bit of patience but we can talk today about let's direct you down a path that's one you're super floored about. And mm -hmm. then you can start taking more of those, you know, uh, kind of massive action and perfect action towards very specific things without, you can still explore. But once I start questioning mm -hmm. here, if there's things you already know, I, I think sometimes it's like, well, if you don't know where you're going, any direction and anywhere will do because you don't really know. Right. It doesn't matter. You just test, you explore, see what you like, you dislike. But I've run into people where they're very clear about what they want to do, but either friends, peers, or their self-sabotage prevents mm. them from thinking that the path that they're clear on, they mm. could actually make work. So you start going down all these other paths just right. because you don't trust in the path that you really would like. Yeah. So um, just going down the line a little bit, I mean, uh, you know, you put on here, throw some of these out there, you know, loving editing one to 10 of four. Um, yeah. You know, that doesn't surprise me because I'm pretty much the same way and being what I see there. I, and, you know, yeah, I thought I liked it more at first, but the, the lately, uh, the busier I've been, I realized it's not the case. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I, I've been bringing it, you know, I, I change analogies from time to time, but when I'm in a condensed period of time, there's going to be like, these will get released over a few months. But when I'm recording yeah. a bunch of calls in two weeks, I'm using yeah. similar stories. But Ones that if you hadn't ever experienced daylight or the sun, and the only thing you ever knew was more or less darkness, right. you wouldn't miss the sun because you don't even right. exist. And so what I've been bringing up to some people is sometimes, you know, I had an editor guy that I'm doing some coaching with and he was very clear. I just want to edit, but he got actually full-time filmmaker because he couldn't figure out how to get any footage. So he figured, well, I better learn how to shoot. Okay. And once it was clear, like, oh, really, I could actually get editing jobs and I can, and I forget all that I know because I've been doing this for like 13 years, but yeah. people who are fresh, they don't know what they don't know. So you start right. seeing either YouTube videos or whatever, and you think that there's only certain ways to do things. And right. so, you know, and then budgeting becomes into play as well. So editing, I keep hearing from people who are kind of like yourself. Well, it depends because there's certain yeah. projects that oh, one likes yeah, to edit, exactly. right? Yeah. 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 But then there's it's other funny. things you're maybe doing that you're not as excited about. So talk about the two. projects you're getting currently. Yeah. Oh, project wise. Yeah. Um, it's kind of all over the place. I've been, I've been hitting up a lot of people lately to start assisting second shooting weddings. Mm -hmm. um, so I can try to get my own enough footage to, you know, build my own little portfolio to then break off my own. Cause right now 
I want to shoot people's weddings, but I have nothing to show. So, yeah. uh, you know, I have a few uh, coming up next month and one this weekend and stuff like that. So that's been fun. One of the um, little live sessions you do, I had commented that, I mean, it's so random, dude. Anywhere from my friend owns a e-commerce business that <laughs> sells like pet products. Okay. And she just hit me up one day and she's been like a full income this month for me. And then the other day, a local uh, CrossFit gym hit me up and they said, it was a friend of mine that works out there and said, Hey, we want to do a little highlight video of one of our workouts. And I said, okay, I got some new equipment. I want to film anyway. So why not? If you like it, maybe give me some more work. And since then it's just been nonstop and I fit up a realtor and now I shoot two houses a week. You know, it's everywhere. Well, and that's, you know, that's how, I mean, relationships are everything. So somebody like you is going to be good at building relationships. And this is why I'm so, I don't get into a lot right now. I, I may end up doing an episode specifically like with my behavioral profiler buddy to really dig sure. deep into the graphs and let people see that but it helps me observe where somebody sits and like for you you're wired a lot like me so we're going to be yeah. charismatic we're going to be able to meet people talk to people yeah it's i love be, it yeah all that's easy now our opposite that's not the case they they don't like that and that's where typically the ones who are full-blood editors they prefer to have somebody like you just feeding them the work so they can just do right. the thing they love. They have friends. It doesn't make them bad people. It's not about good or bad, right or wrong. It's just that those, those types of people can have a harder time just going out, meeting people, making friendships, doing all that because they're going to be more – they tend to distrust before they trust. So me and you, we might be screwed over. We're going to get screwed over actually before we you know, distrust somebody. Whereas they're like, okay, I got to become friends with you, get to know you. I'm not going to trust you until you build trust. Whereas I already trust you. And then you have to do something for, for me to not trust you anymore. Sure. Um, but now let me ask you this. I, you know, if you have any, any, any guide at all from things you've been exploring, if you could have a magic wand and just do a certain type of work right now, is there anything that you gravitate? Like when you said weddings, I mean, do you sure. really want to do weddings? Uh, you mean any sort of industry per se? Yeah, is there an industry? Or I mean, would you, if you didn't, I always give the, if you didn't need money, if I gave you $80 million today, would you shoot weddings still? Would you do real estate videos? Absolutely do, not. Absolutely no. not. No, I would, uh, I do a lot of stuff in action sports and mountain biking and stuff like that. Okay. That's what I get like a high off of. That's your, that's uh, your spot. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely love it. Like I said, uh, Camp Woodward was an action sports camp and I okay. love that. Um, and now I do a lot of, uh, cycling, road cycling, mountain biking, all that. And when I shoot those events, I travel quite a bit for it. Um, and yeah, when I shoot sure. those events, I, I love it, man. Just running, gunning for five hours straight, running around with, you know, like a chicken with my head cut off. I love it. It's great. So, so, okay. So perfect. So, you know, there's the clarity. Clarity's there. So the way, what I like to gravitate onto is that when one says, yeah, you know, if I didn't need any money, I'd, I'd still be shooting. I'd still be doing that kind of work, but I'd be doing this kind of work. And yeah. at a place of not being need where it's like, oh my God, well, I need to be making $10,000 a month from this action sports type of footage. Right. We'd be having a different conversation. And that's why sure. I love kind of getting to know people, getting to explore because kind of the, the advice or just the guidance. Because I, I always say, you probably heard me, I don't care what you want to do. It doesn't matter to right. me. Um, yeah. But I find that people will not, if somebody says, I want more weddings, but yeah. I ask those questions and you're like, well, I really wouldn't do weddings if I didn't have to. Then- right helping you do things to get more weddings kind of becomes a moot point. Like it's not, sure. it's, it's pointless because there's too many people out doing anything now that there's people who love it and there's people who dislike it. And 
at times, all it takes is that darkness and sun again. If I experience a videographer for a wedding that I might book who absolutely loves weddings and they've been doing it for years and they just are so excited. And I talked to the kid who's like, yeah, hopefully I don't have to do this more than eight months or a year or two. You know, you're not going to say these things to the client, of course, but there'll be this just thing that they'll feel that they won't know what it is. But if they experience Mm -hmm. a guy who's passionate and the guy who's not, the guy who's not is probably more like, ah, you know, here's my packages, you know, you know, what do you want? And, and it's kind of yeah. like, I see that a lot versus the person who's just, I can't wait to find out about the dress and the day and where they're getting married. Right. So, you know, what I would say is the, the relationships and things you're building right now and the kind of randomness that's happening, mm-hmm. I would never tell someone right now to not do those things. Do sure. those things. Let the cash flow come in from them. The experience mm-hmm. come in. You're getting better with your gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all great. But yeah. from a, a reach out and a marketing standpoint, man, I would be putting everything I could it, where you're at and it sounds like in your life to a degree and sure. make things happen in action sports because you'll right. go so much further and make so much more happen and you'll have so much more joy with it. Yeah. If you end up with a business where it's like, oh, I shoot five houses a week. I got a wedding every week. <laughs> you know, you'll end up just kind of like, well, I, I'm self-employed. I'm making decent money, but you know, I'm not really yeah. super excited about all this stuff. Sure. Does that make no. No, definitely. And it's in to go off that a little bit when I when I do show up to a wedding, I still love it. You know, what I mean, I still give it my all I love shooting. I love running around shooting getting shots, you know, that lights my fire. Um, it's just when it like you said, if I'm thinking 20 years down the road. Yeah, I might not want to be doing weddings unless it's, you know, really good cash. But yeah. you know, and maybe I will fall more in love with it. I don't know. But um, something I'm just starting. Yeah. Well, and that's where I don't think, that's why I said, it's not, don't do weddings. Like, I'm not going to tell you, you don't like to do them. But Absolutely. That level of, you still, you have that, that luxury right now of not again, needing to make money from any specific thing. It doesn't mean you don't want to yeah. make money and you shouldn't make right. money, but you have that ability to do a lot more of that kind of free to fee stuff and explore mm-hmm. and get your name and become, because people who become known in an area tend to thrive more than they do in others. So one guy's sure. uh, story, I've mentioned it before, uh, you may or may not have heard it, but this guy who, when he came to me, he was doing everything. And he'd been dabbling for years, he made a little bit of money, but he wasn't ever doing that well because a lot yeah. of it wasn't something he wanted to do. But he always shot this boat race, and it was called a poker run Yeah, in, you, in yeah. Georgia. You heard that story? Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's just, once he got clear, like if- that guy. It's permission, man. I mean, when you kind of get that permission to yourself to go after that action sports area, right? man, I just, I think you could be explosive. And that's where, you know, yeah. it's because, yeah, you can, you can, you can like anything and get yourself excited yeah. or be like, I'm grateful that I get to go shoot something right now. And, and, and yeah. I, I get to do that. And I even get maybe paid for it or whatever. Sure. But I think it's when people don't have any idea what they really, really, really like. Then yeah. it's that exploration. And you're like, well, weddings aren't too bad. And I like this. That's not bad. But when you like without a shadow of a doubt are able to kind of be like, yeah, man, I mean, on all aspects, yeah. I just love shooting action sports. You're going right. to be able to speak their lingo better oh, yeah. than just a random guy who just likes to shoot. And he's like, oh, an action sports sure. thing comes along. Cool. And, and that's what tends to happen. And that's where I'm finding, you know, when it comes to really having success with a business. And that's why, I mean, man, it, it, I've explored in my career, whether it's been in video production or even the coaching, mm-hmm. being very focused and being very unfocused. And the yeah. most money, just bringing up the money aspect, 
Yeah. Most money I've ever made is when I've had the complete and utter focus. I wasn't just yeah. like, you've knocked down, you, you've knocked on my door and I have a camera and editing computer, you know, right. so I'll do it for you. Um, right. That was, that became, that was the launching pad for sure. Mm-hmm. But I probably, you know, give or take, we can't change things, but I probably a year or two earlier than I already ha- had could have mm-hmm. started, like I knew what kind of work I was liking, but nobody was okay. talking to me about these things. I just was continuing yeah. to go forward and I wanted to please everybody. So in my, yeah. in my town, in my area, it's like anybody who came to me, I mean, I would do it and I'd say yes. And there was a lot of things that like, hey, you're really creative you know, can you do this? And it was a blank slate and it was more like scripting or storyboarding. Mm-hmm. I suck at that. I mean, I'm horrible. Oh, yeah. When that kind of project came along, I'm saying yes, because I think, well, I can figure it out and I have the sure. skills, but oh my God, those, those turned out to be disasters more times than none, you know? So yeah. I'm um, faced you know, what, with that right now. Yeah. What are, uh, what's some questions you've, you've, you've got though, that you're sitting on? I want to just even probe and ask that. Oh man. Well, I mean, one thing that you kind of touched on a little bit in the live session when I chimed in once is um, maybe not so much a question. Maybe I could frame it into a question, but how I was saying like, I'm my worst critic, you know what I mean? And so for years, whether this be at Camp Woodward or recently I worked under a a bigger production house here locally and pretty much everyone I worked under has been, you know, top level stuff I'm working on, you know, these sets, you know, full on like, uh, client commercials for whether it be Volkswagen or Detroit Lions or, you know, like big commercial stuff that I'm assisting on. So then, you know, then I go to shoot and it's like, (laughs) I see it in my head, you know, and I can almost recreate it and I'm confident in my ability. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, as you said, I'm always aspiring to. Well, you've now compared, right? It's that same thing. Your your contrast is you've experienced the top. Yeah. So now your comparison of your work is not against right. people kind of like you who might be okay yeah. or good. Or whatever. It's like the best. Yeah, and exactly. And you're like, wow, I mean, I think my stuff's decent, but against that, not so much. Right. It's crazy. So it's not, like I said, I guess it's not really a question. And I guess I, I kind of, we all know the real answer to it is just to stop, just stop comparing yourself. And, and that's easier said than done. Right. Easier said than done. Um, but that's, I would say, one of the bigger things that I would struggle with currently. Um, and I'm slowly getting over it. I have, I have really good opportunities coming up later this year in the action sports uh, cool. Perfect. sector that I'm, I'm looking forward to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of like concrete questions. That's I okay. know you told me to have some ready. Sorry. No, it's fine because I can tend yeah. to dominate. I mean, I have no shortage of things to ask and probe and, and, no, and say sure. as well. But if there was anything, you can just chime it back up. I mean, I, I know I will have more questions as we keep talking here, if that's okay. I'll, let's talk about, yeah, no, 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 that's fine. Well, let's talk yeah. about, let me, let me talk about the editing a little bit because, yeah, sure. you know, well, what is, create a little bit of a, I mean, create a little bit of a vision for me. I mean, is there any kind of dream situation, circumstance, way you'd like the, the business to be? I mean, again, I, I joke with the magic wand, like if you could create that ideal scenario, do you have one that would be really exciting to have the business look like? Do you see yourself mainly being a shooter for, for things, you know, for action sports, you see yourself having a company right. where you have multiple people, you start contracting. I mean, what, what, what do you even think about right now? Yeah, time? it's interesting. Cause I've seen a lot of different sides of the business where, you know, I've worked sure. under people who are contracting other people like me, or, you know, I've seen people who only shoot and they would never touch a computer. They don't edit anything. And then I've seen people who are just live in a cave for eight hours a day and edit. And um, <laughs> I, yeah, I think ideally where I'm, where I find the biggest smile on my face is when I'm shooting. 
Yeah. And I, I do enjoy editing if it's a personal project and I shot it and I love it. And, you know, I love seeing the story come together that I envisioned in my head. Um, I will say to touch on editing, if I shoot a project just for cash and I, I enjoyed shooting it and everything, don't get me wrong, but it's not a, like a passionate project that I like. If I don't come home and start that immediately, a week later, coming back to it, game over. It's going to be gone. Creative juice is well, gone. That's where I'm talking about the podcast, right? If I got to go yeah. listen to an episode I recorded two weeks ago, I'm oh. like already thinking that, oh my God, I've grown. I wouldn't say it that way, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So I have to just keep moving. And that's what happened with editing. So, so here's what I'd say with that. Because the only way I ever really got over that was truly when I did weddings and did same day edits. Because I live. Yeah, that's how I work. That's how I operate in my mind. I just have to get it done and get it over with. Yeah. Well, the yeah. problem though is, is I think what you may be saying that's happening, as soon as you start getting busy, you start getting a number of shoots, you yeah. can't get in the momentum because it's not like a perfect world where you shot in the morning on Monday and you just come home in the afternoon and you start editing. Right. You, yeah. You've got too many things going on and now you're like, oh crap, I yeah. shot all week. Now I got four different projects to edit. And mm-hmm. so, and that's where I would, I would argue too, is to maybe, is there that level of you probably are pumped to edit an action sports piece again. For sure. But you're not as excited to edit some of these other random things because you're maybe, you're enjoying shooting them, mm-hmm. but they're just not in your sweet spot of, 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 of the kind of work that you get most passionate about. Yeah. So that doesn't get you as excited to put that type of piece together. Right. And I, I think I've heard you say it before, and I talked to my friend about it. Like when he shoots his weddings, he just straight up, he pays an editor to do his weddings. Yes. And I think I could be very happy doing that, just working that into my budget. And I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. And there's a lot of people in full-time filmmaker and these other groups that are they're yeah. essentially, I mean, I've got um, a guy I'm doing stuff with right now. And you know, he was, he was the one I was mentioning where it's like, he bought it cause he thought he had to learn to freaking shoot to be able right. to get stuff to edit. And he's like, wait, you mean people would just give me footage and I don't have yeah. to do any shooting. It's not that I hate it. I'll do some stuff here and there for yeah. fun. That's fine. But I don't want to have to sell and negotiate and get the job and then shoot the job. Right. Then I get to edit. It's like, if I could just have the footage yeah. to edit, that would be awesome. And so there's people yeah. like that. And I told a guy on another call, you know, what you take for granted is there's people at all levels. So mm-hmm. you're growing, there's still other editors who are growing. So maybe sure. you're getting a thousand dollars for a project, but somebody like that guy would be pumped if you gave him $150 to, to yeah, be sure. work on something, you know? So it's not, Oh my God, well, I'm only getting a thousand dollars for a project. I don't have eight. I can't pay $800 to get an edit done. You know, it's like sure. there's people at different levels to where you can almost even start to grow together with somebody. And yeah. then, you build know, that that's something. yeah, build a relationship. Yeah. Sure. That's very, no, good point. So, so that's something definitely, I mean, I'll never forget at the beginning of my career, you know, I literally with my weddings thought that if somebody knew I didn't edit the video, like yeah. they wouldn't like it. That was what was going through my head. And so in the beginning, when I had a little help editing, I gave him the edit and then like, it didn't tell him anything. I didn't, and then you don't even necessarily need to, it's kind of irrelevant on the big picture. They want the result. And if the result can come, nobody needs to know how that results coming together. And what happened is that people editing for me are better editors than I actually am. Sure. So, you know, you overcome that little hurdle anyways, even in your own mind psychologically, and you realize... Just in general, learning to delegate tasks that you're not good at as much to other people. Yep. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you? absolutely. And I mean, you know, I, I still... <laughs> it's what I was just mentioning at the very beginning here with the... Even the pod... Like, there's things where you go, 
Because we can still have that stuff in our mind. Well, I don't want to bother such and such, or I don't want to do this, or I might not have the budget or whatever. And then, you know, you realize that, you know what? You got people that do want to help for one. You got people at the different levels. I mean, the things I say, I've done. I I usually, I'm never teaching or coaching on stuff that I don't don't do at all. I'm just like, oh, let me pull this out of my ass. And, you know, but it doesn't mean that I don't at times still have that struggle, you know, and and, and got to recognize it. But then, I kind of like to act as a human guinea pig, but as soon as I do it, I'm like, well, that's, I've done it before and maybe I yeah. get away from it. Cause sometimes we do things in life and we get to a really happy, great, wonderful state. And it's because we did all these things we love. Maybe it's even as simple as something like listening to music, listening to music can make you feel great. But then whatever reason you stop listening a little bit, you start doing other things, maybe listen to podcasts more and you forget that music something that when you listen to the right songs, it just brights up your day. And sure. sometimes we do certain things that get us to a certain place and then we stop doing them right. and then we start going in reverse and things yeah. we start, well, why am I not feeling? Why am I depressed? Why am I this? And you removed all the activities and all the things that got you to a euphoric, amazing state. So yeah. for me, yesterday calling up my friend and saying, Ash, I need your help. Like, I, I know that this is something, There's because there's like a part of it. And I guess my bl- blessing and my curse of like, understanding personalities, behaviors, doing the work that I'm talking about here. I never sure. want people to do things like regularly that they know they don't like, but it's For been sure. a little bit of a curse because I'm always trying to make sure that people who want to help me, because I've even experienced this. Sometimes mm-hmm. you've got really good intentioned people who want to help. Mm-hmm. They don't even want to do the thing they want to, they're going to help with. They're just willing to help you as a human being. <laughs> yeah. And then what happens is they're procrastinating now yeah. and they don't do it. And so I was like, Ash, you know, I know that there's the part of this that you love to do, but then there's an ongoing part of it that I know we've talked about a lot that you're not as excited about. So I'm not going to tell you that I'm, you, you don't, you know, you shouldn't do it anymore. That's up to you to make the decision, but you got to tell me, do you, if you, if you need me to get somebody and you can kind of transition it, cause she's really good with the systems and processes and mm-hmm. kind of putting everything in place and then potentially training somebody. So she knows how to do the whole activity but for her, the ongoing activity is at times the things she doesn't ex- ex- like as much. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. She's a graphic designer. She can edit. She can do all this. But she'd rather put the templates together and put all that in place so that it can be handed off to, say, Avery. And Avery can then edit it all and put it all together from the templates she's designed. So, you yeah. know, I just had to overcome that part and realize, hey, girl, you know, you, you do as much or as little as you want, but I need your help. And then we got to figure out whether it's going to be you or whether we're going to just, you know, get that to somebody else. But she's a rock star and I was pushing off getting her to help. And now when I did that, like the weight was just lifted off. Things are already happening that I've been procrastinating on for freaking, you know, weeks. Right. And so that's the editing. You're wasting a lot of mental bandwidth and you're potentially going to burn client relationships because you're not getting things done in a timely manner at times. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, just, you're just wasting time because something that somebody would sit down and do, you just keep thinking about and you think you yeah. should do it. And then it's just, you're in that constant state of just it's yeah. crap, you know? That's the worst thing ever is, and I think that ties a lot into what I'm trying to get better at right now. And I'm working on it quite a bit. It's just time management. Um, sure. I think Parker just did a video on it like today. Yeah, and he's they're great videos. And I'll tell you the interesting thing. I just had a buddy a conversation. This is a big about the personality stuff. If I can get him eventually, he's so time management uh, uh, machine. What I was about to say, but if I could ever get him to take this assessment, I mean, I know 
more than likely what he is. And he's, he's, he's like alien robot. Like he's not like a normal sure. person. And the thing is, and he's the opposite of us for sure. I've already seen that in multiple interactions, observations, things he's said, yep. uh, you know, he, he studies his Facebook ads two plus hours a day. Right. You know, for me, it was something that I was competent and capable of, but mm -hmm. Oh my God, sitting in front of the computer, studying the data and the <laughs> analytics. Yeah. Like, I, my whole goal in life right now and the way this is all set up is that I do the ones you've seen, the solo yep. sessions, and then I do ones with people like yourself. And then I have yep. some quote unquote special guests that I have access to and different people and do that every once in a while. But the goal for me is to just be able to stay in the zone of recording these and mm -hmm. then coaching people. Yeah. And then all the little stuff that needs to happen, as mm -hmm. soon as I get done with this call with you, I drop it into Dropbox. Now, okay. Ash has it and everything else from email newsletters, graphics, yeah. social media content, uploading to iTunes, YouTube, all that will just happen. Oh, that's like a weight off your shoulders. Oh my God, man. It's, it's insane. And I know how to do all of it. Like I know how to do right. MailChimp. Yeah. I know how to upload videos. I know how to title them. I, I know all of it, but I yeah. will procrastinate forever. That's why I have five solo sessions and you know, whatever, 10 or 11 of these recorded. And yet I still haven't got it in the system to upload and, and get it where it's released. Cause it's just easier for me to keep jumping on another call with somebody like yourself. Sure. But we have to recognize that because there are things at times, depending on how we want to build something, like if you, like you said, or we're, we're talking about, you could build it to where literally the only thing you do is shoot. Right. And, and then you don't have the thing of editing. Now, the thing that people have to realize is that there's no right or wrong here. And I believe that it's an awareness of what you really desire that's going to make the difference, which is... Yes, if you only want to be an editor or you only want to be a shooter, there are income caps. Like sure. there's not typically a freelance camera operator that's making, you're pulling in right. $500,000 a year. Right. Um, that's going to be fair. I mean, the top even editors I know make a little over $100,000 a year. Sure. But depending on where you live and your needs, that could be a dream come true. You're like, if I'm making $80,000 a year and I just run around shooting and like, if you made $80,000 right. a year filming action sports and the only thing you had to worry about was showing up to the, 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 the events and, and rocking out the footage right. and you handed them off. And that's a lot great. of free time I got. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so, uh, because the alternative is, I mean, even for me at times, I've had to spend upwards of 50 to 60% of my total revenue on my shooters and editors. So, you yeah. know, you could get to 125, not happen to hire anybody and just do the shooting, or you can make 125 after you've made 250 and you now make 125 because ah. you had to pay all these people right. to help make the 250. So it's just, yeah. it's, it's one of those things. There's not necessarily, again, a right or wrong, but you know, what are you more likely to do? And I think what I see too, some people evolve where you might just, let's say you did just shoot for, for five years, but then you start to grow and you start to mature and certain things start to happen in certain opportunities. And you go, maybe I could hire another shooter. Maybe I do right. get another And things start to happen. I just think it's, we need to evaluate where are we at today, not think where we might be, like you mentioned even earlier, but where I might be 20 years from now, you know? Right. And so, but it's just still, there's that aspect of, you know, with weddings, like if I was going to give you advice to get any weddings, I would actually argue that going to do weddings, second shooting for people probably aren't the best necessarily use. Like find okay. your relationship guy where, you know, if you're wanting to do weddings, my best thing would be go find weddings free or not, you know, however you can get them that are pseudo your own. 
that yeah. you go do a same day out of that. Your business will grow way quicker. I had a comp of people up in Peoria, mm-hmm. Illinois. Their area that they were in, there was actually in their particular area, there weren't anybody doing the same day edits. They did a one-on-one day with me. The next weekend, they shot a same day edit for a yeah. wedding and things just snowballed from there. Yeah, um, and so because, you know, depending on how, are, are the people you're shooting for being cool about you using the footage? Yeah, they are. Okay, well, that's good because that yeah. in and of itself can be, you it's, know, a major one issue. One of the only reasons I've actually been doing second shooting is because I say, hey, you have to let me use this for my own portfolio. Perfect. Okay. Cool yeah. Some people are very, it's like, you yeah. might as well be, if you just like to show up and shoot, <laughs> but yeah. you know, some guys are like, you can't use the footage. You can't put in a demo. You can't do anything with it. Uh, but if they're allowing you to do that, but then it's still, you don't, you don't benefit from it, like any business necessarily from that. So you're getting the experience at the wedding without the pressure of it being your own or any of that and getting to yeah. shoot which is great. There's nothing wrong right. with that. But from a marketing and business standpoint, even when you have the demos, you're going to have to get that, of course, in front of people. But yep. what I find is you show up to, if you've got, do you have any photographer friends yet or anybody in the wedding industry outside of an actual videographer? Oh, yeah, quite a few. Man, I mean, I've known DJs who are like, I do 30 weddings a year and 15 yeah. weddings have a videographer at it. So the thing is, yep. There's weddings happening. This is the time. Eh, I'm seeing things shift a little bit, but it seems like, you know, as a whole still, wedding industry is May through October. And the big time is sometimes a little bit May and June, July and August seem like they're getting a little slower at times. I mean, there's still plenty happening, but it's getting so hot. People are just going, I'll stick it to April or May, maybe June and September, October, maybe a little early November. Um, But yeah, man, they're, they're always happening. And so, you know, there's advertising all over the internet there's bridal shows there's a lot of things that can be done yeah. but i just find if someone's willing to do it showing up to that wedding mm-hmm. rocking out a same day edit showing a two and a half minute promo putting it online the next day from a from like a fan page for your company getting them yeah. to then share it and spend five or ten bucks doing a 22 to 29 female engaged in your right. 10 mile radius like you do that four or five times and more than likely as you've already seen happen for you with these other things, you'd probably start getting all these, all these bookings and all these inquiries because you're a people's guy. They're going to like you. You're friendly. You're talking to them. You're interacting. They love you. You know, you're already seen. Yeah. It's so funny. You say that because I I do a lot of the people I do second shoot for, I talk to them about their business because I'm, you know, I'm curious guy and I'm perfect talkative and, they always talk about how much money they spend on bridal shows and Facebook ads and marketing and all this stuff. And I look at myself and I'm like, I just talk to people and get jobs. I'm of like, course, I'm- man, because not everybody, there's guys I know have been doing it for 10 years and they're still in bridal shows all the time because they're just not, Yeah, <laughs> they don't get a lot of referrals because the reality is when people work with them, they're like, I hope I never work or see with this person ever again. And every single work that I've gotten just comes into my lap. I never have to go ask for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's and just so interesting to take me. Take that for granted because that's going to be natural how you're inclined. That's why you know you a lot of times when with business you can either spend time or you can spend money. Yes, yeah, ads and and Facebook ads and and bridal shows can theoretically just drop you in front of all these potential people without as much effort. But to me, a right. bridal show can be one or two days for three to six hundred dollars or more. You might as well be at a wedding for free rock yeah. out a same day edit that's the best marketing you will ever do exactly versus being at the show because now you're just another guy 
there might be, you might be the only one there. There might be two other videographers there, but they're yeah. kind of herded in like cattle. They're looking for deals. Like mm -hmm. it's just, it's not, I, I don't know. When I was dirt cheap, which I mean, yeah, if you go to a bridal show and maybe you're five to 800 bucks, you might still get away with doing all right at it. But what I've seen is, I don't know, once you start getting two, three, four, or $5,000 or more, sometimes people are just doing the bridal shows for sheer like awareness, like just to, right just kind of egotistically be there and like, look at me, I'm here. I have the biggest ass booth on just earth. Just to kind of flex on people. Yeah, yeah they're, they're flexing things. But you know, I don't know, I've seen it over and over again. And again, someone like yourself is way more inclined to, to go out and rock out that same day I didn't do that than yeah. a person who's your opposite. They want to stay away from that with a 10 foot pole because it's, it's, it's risky, it's scary. They don't get to yeah. be more methodical about it and slow and, and, and you know, there's a lot of different things that, doing the same day edit I mean, it can be stressful for sure but when you're not even like for years i did them for free and there was there was less stress because i mean they weren't paying me for that it was a bonus right when i started to get paid for it it was definitely a little bit uh higher stress for yeah. sure because now it's like they're expecting me to show that video that night it's not a oh my god i can't believe you did that type of thing right so when you would go to some people now, and the cool thing is you can shoot extra footage of the, uh, the photographer, the florist, the, the DJ, yeah. the, the reception venue, make them little, you know, 30 to 90 second little just sizzle edits of them and give it to sure. them. And then now, you know, you, you, you go to these three or four weddings, you make the same edits, you put them online, you do a little boost to that, and then you maybe make a few things for some of the other vendors there, plus just the sheer fact of who you are, I guarantee right. will, will do you just fine as well. Sure. But, a lot will happen faster, I think, for you um, than, than second, doing a lot of second shooting because I don't think you're going to need – I don't know, man. I mean, you, you can do whatever you want, but I, I think sure. that there's a level of with that, probably whatever you've already got scheduled is going to have given you plenty of experience sure. to see how they go, how they flow, and exactly like that. The other thing, too, it, it's <laughs> – I'm thinking this through for a second because sure. I don't think I don't know that I would do this because you're you're gonna have some opportunities at weddings. I don't know that the people you're with are obviously doing same day edits probably. No, but it doesn't benefit you as I'm thinking that through to to, to just even go and do an extra bonus uh, thing for one of them okay. because again you're just gonna be promoting their company, and yeah. then they're gonna benefit from the leads and opportunities and things sure. that happen. So. Um, yeah, I don't know that, 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 that's where some conflict could probably start to happen for sure. But yeah, I would, I would talk to some of these people you've made friends with and say, Hey, let me know your schedule and let me know if there's a videographer or not at some of these weddings. I would just love, cause then you can also cut out anything else. And the only thing you need to show up and do is just get your awesome B roll and make a really yeah. cool edit. Like there's don't, cause I always still felt like I really, no matter what, even when I just had a same day edit was my main deliverable. They yep. were getting a basic cut of the ceremony and reception. I just, sure. I never felt right not giving them like the mm -hmm. vows, the, the, the toasts and things like, and right. only giving them a three and a half minute highlight video. Sure. But if you're just doing this as a freebie, fun, learning, promotional thing, I mean, they weren't going to have anything. So the fact right. that they get this cool highlight video for nothing is a bonus. So you don't have to worry about, let me set up three cameras at the ceremony. Let me make sure I've right. got all the audio right with everything. You just get to do, because that was always the part, honestly, that stressed me out the most. It was like the ceremony, sure. making sure I got the vows and making sure I got the toast at the reception and all the audio. Because, I mean, quite frankly, you never can do those over. If, if my mic's pewtered out, didn't work for the ceremony and I didn't end up with the vows, like that's it, you're done. 
Um, whereas with the B-roll, I mean, you'd have to have a lot of, God forbid, things bad happen for you to like walk right. away and not be able to edit some kind of highlight video. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I would, I would consider that. But like I said, too, um, I, you know, I just, I think take all these random things that are coming. If you want to explore that, that's great. Because anybody who's willing and does like it enough, yeah, weddings can be the easiest yeah. area to to do and if and i do know people who have an absolute hatred for it that's why i like but they'll still think oh but it's easier i'm like well it's easier if you actually like remotely wanted to do it but if you don't you're yeah. just wasting time but i i think for you your age man pursue a lot of that that stuff in action sports make yourself na a name there because like i said the language the lingo all that that's where when i got into the event and conference space it was actually because i wanted to learn more about coaching and events and all that kind of yeah. stuff and so then I was trading my skills for access and then I was filming. I was doing sure. on-site edits. Before I know it, I started getting a lot of work from that space. And then the other thing was, though, yeah. I understood it. Like I could speak the language yeah. of masterminds and conferences and events oh, sure. and workshops and upsells and funnels and all that stuff versus another guy who might have the equal skill set in shooting oh, and editing, but he doesn't understand it at all. It's, it's, it hurts to watch people try to film, you know, these sports who don't film the sports. You know what I mean? They just don't get it. Yeah. It's just so clear to see that it's not what you do. But that's, but that's it, man. So that's, you know, hold on to that because you might start to understand real estate and understand weddings. And some yeah. of these things, there's, there's a basic level to it. But if you're sure. more passionate about the filming part of it, yeah. then you are the overall whole thing of it. Yeah, and that's still a disadvantage to you over a person who not only is good at filming, but is also just gets it, loves it, wants to talk about the venues and where did they get their dress yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Where you're like, ah, yeah, I don't really care that much. I mean, it's cool. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's something I got to do, but whatever, you know. No. And I say that you know, facetiously, where it's like, you know, some could go, well, yeah, of course I do that. I don't really care, but I do it and I, I make my living off that. And right. that's why I just question because I find those are the same people who are like the people you said. They've been doing right. it for 10 years and they struggle still to get business. And it's because they have to basically, you know, they're not getting word of mouth. That's really the right. bottom line of it. Like people don't really necessarily enjoy. I, I've gotten a lot of business and events because people go, and you're a breath of fresh air. And I'm sure that's what you're going to have happen or even sure. already had happened. People are like, right. yeah, joy to work with. Mm -hmm. uh, and that people take for granted. It's a, it's a soft skill, but I'll tell you what, it is the biggest competitive advantage. You have your own level of charisma and your own level of whatever. Yeah. I mean, people see me and think I got to act like a certain way. No, <laughs> but if you don't like doing something, there will be a different air that you give off versus yeah. somebody who does. And people won't be able to fully pinpoint it but again, light and dark, if they experience our opposite, right. they're going to feel something's off of a guy who just doesn't seem to care. It's just funny because uh, my, I guess it's not something I ever have to think about because it's just my personality, right? But when I go to a lot of these weddings and I see the other videographers or photographers or the other people we're working with, I just look at them and the way they interact with the bride and groom or client or whatever the job is. And it's like, I don't... I even have a friend who wants to be a photographer so bad, but she's terrified to talk to people. And it's like, well, it's not your job then. I mean, it's just, I mean, that may be a little harsh to say that. No, but we've but all it, been to restaurants and places where you've chosen to be in a thing where you got to deal with people. And I get yeah. there's bad people, but sure. at the end of the day, like I don't tip well to a person who's an ass 
I mean, I'm a friendly person. I'm a nice guy. I don't come in being an ass, but mm -hmm. just because either you, one, don't like it, that's usually, I think, yeah. some people are having a bad day, but other people, they just genuinely aren't friendly people in that right. aspect, in that environment. And I'm thinking, God, there's lots of things to do in life. You chose to be, yeah. and like you mentioned, though, which we're the same, which is if I've chosen to do something, even if it's not my favorite thing, by God, I'm going to be friendly. By God, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to, sure. you know, I'm not going to be like, I chose to do this. I'm going to be an ass to everybody because I don't want to be here. You know, and and yeah. people do that. They're like, I don't want to be here. So I don't, I don't, I'm going to treat everybody like crap. And, you know, yeah. and I just think it's a surefire way to lose. You know, it's just, yeah, I just, I've learned no matter what I've done in my life. And no, especially when it comes to this industry, the whole thing is relationship based. And if, you know, you can't lock that down. You're going to have a tough journey. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, like you said, yeah. I mean, what a person like that should do. See, this is where in talking to them, they're needing to do what you're doing right now. Yeah. They need to second shoot because now Avery calls up and says, Hey, you know, Susie, Johnny, I got a shoot on Saturday. Are you available? And they say, absolutely. So Susie or Johnny shows up on Saturday and mm -hmm. they just kind of are a fly on the wall firing away, getting good shots, getting things, you know, maybe even yeah. that, you know, you put their, you put your cards in their camera. So literally when they walk away that day, they got to shoot, they got to be involved, they got to do the thing, but they didn't have to direct. They didn't have to sell sure. the client. They didn't have to really be the face because you're the face. And right. so that's what I give that advice to that person is not, well, yep. photography is not your thing or video is not your thing at all, but rather we're going to have to spin this on its head and do it a little bit different way because what's going to happen with that person is either one, they'll just get so desperate that they may overcome it. They may right. overcome it. The likelihood is the overcoming that'll happen is the giving up. They'll just give up and they won't ever pursue the thing at all when there's plenty of, you know, uh, introvert and extrovert has nothing to do with success or not success. So somebody sure. who's the opposite doesn't yeah. mean they of course won't be able to build a business or make money. No. They just have to do it in a different way than yeah. you or you may do it. And right. so when you're trying to do it our way, you're probably going to lose. When you try to do it, we try to do it their way, we're probably going to lose. And I have, you know, I have a girl that she started to help me when she was 15 and she's my opposite, but she was around me so much as a second shooter for like three to five years that she just saw how I was and realized, hmm. Maybe I'm going to have to be a little bit more of a chameleon. I'm going to have sure. to shift and overcome this. But she also got to kind of practice under my wing for years, never having sure. to be the lead, never having to have the pressure. And then she just, she was gaining her confidence that entire time until then she went out on her own and it was a friend and then it snowballed from there. Right. So just that the process that one's going to take is different depending on kind of how you're wired and, and, and what, you, what you're willing to do. You know, me and you are going to, you know, potentially willing to, 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 to just walk inside of businesses and say, hello, I'm Avery, you know, hello, I'm Michael. And, you know, oh, I love yeah, it makes, it makes my girlfriend so mad. I talked to so many people. <laughs> Dude, it's a bless. I mean, obviously it can be a blessing and a curse, but you know, you're going to use it for more uh, blessings than you are a curse. I mean, I just yeah. <laughs> joke with my wife, I mean, yeah, me and you, I mean, we could go on here for three hours today and, and just oh, yeah. you know, continue to go back and forth and lose track of time. I just look, it's right. like 45 minutes already, you know? Already. Um, but yeah, you know, that's an interesting thing. So I, I just, if weddings is something that you do want to have some involvement in for the sure. foreseeable future, I just think that that could be a way that you, you'd kill, you, you'd absolutely, you know, mm -hmm. you'd get a lot more momentum faster 
and you kind of can bypass some of the minutia. But, you know, when you don't know what you don't know, and so the natural yeah. thing was you did something, right? You're out there shooting. But if you're willing to do yeah. what you're saying, that approach, just getting a few, you might even get paid for them. I'm not saying you're not going to get paid, right. but I'm just saying do them because you're going to spend money and typically time. Like I said, a bridal show is going to be money and time, and I find yeah. that the return off of that is going to be even less than if you go yeah. spend your time and not even yeah. get paid you know, to do no. the work because people just disassociate sometimes. They look at, I'm right. showing up to wedding. I'm working. I, I, that should be valued. I should be paid. Right. Well, I get that. But when you go spend 12 hours, two days in a row at a bridal show and you talk <laughs> to a bunch of people and then you end up with one booking right? and nobody even really knows what it's like to work with you or experience because that's yeah. what's cool at a wedding. Unlike any other thing outside of, well, events. Events are a great Thing in general because there's typically sure. all these people around and they get to see you as the camera guy running all around and smiling yep. and seeing you enthusiastic so yep. the cool thing is is like at a wedding everybody there didn't yeah. pay a dime they just showed up so they get mm -hmm. to see how you dress how you speak how you interact and then when you show that video they get to see the experience that that created so now when they contact you really it truly comes down to pricing it's just like mm -hmm. Does the price work? Because I'm not looking anywhere else because I already know I like the guy. That's why, I mean, yeah. I worked with him. I know I want to work with him because he was awesome. He dressed yeah. nice. He interacted, you know, fine and dandy. The video was so cool. I can't believe he showed yeah. it that night. So now as long as your prices aren't insane, right. that's, they're going to go with you. Whereas a person who just finds you off of weddingwire.com, yeah. they're looking at six or seven or eight or 10 other people and right. they don't care if they get you or they get the other guy. Right. And so now it truly Remember, is a price yeah. thing, you know, and, and, yeah. and so, and, and they just don't care. And that's where you can create more of a brand and a reputation and a demand by using your skill set that you could use best, which is just get out there in front of the people, rock the workout, and you'll right. keep having this snowball effect. But because that snowball effect's going to happen with you, the thing I just have to come back to, spend yeah. as much time as you can in that area that you just love the most. And it's not, because I would, I would tell people when they have a portfolio with, say 12 videos and 10 they love or excuse yep. me the opposite 10 they don't love and and yep. two they love it's like remove the like these are the ones that pay the bills well then remove right. those they won't yeah. stop coming in talking about yep. this okay cool no no wonder Good, why you listen i mean I, you know yeah. it's funny man i mean i never know what people hear sometimes you know i sit on those things and there's yeah. a lot of lurkers and it's like no, you know, but it's true it's like well you ask why you're getting that work well that's what you're showing the most of that's what you're going to continue to get you know that's yeah. And, and it, it can yeah. be obvious, but sometimes, I mean, we just, again, we don't know what we don't know. We get in it, we get asked to do something, we do it. Um, but that's where for you, you're going to have a snowball no matter where you put your time. So you might as well put your time in an area that if you had a ton of it, you'd be like floored versus yeah. before you know it, you've got a ton of these random things that you're like, well, I'm, I'm blessed again that I get to shoot. I'm blessed that I get the, the, the projects and opportunities yeah. and I like shooting, but I'm not as excited about these types of projects as right. a whole versus, you know, getting to fly around, travel around and end up at all sorts of different action sports things. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's, it's really cool. You could, I mean, there's a lot of ways that all could be spent, but again, you have that ability to go do kind of the free to fee model. And the thing I'll talk to you about to think about, mm -hmm. I don't know what all you've been creating, but there's been a theme I've been seeing within full-time filmmaker. And I think that, you know, it's a blessing and a curse, but most of the work that Parker showed is all the stuff that got my career going, which is all just music videos, basically sizzle yeah. edits, you know, they're clips and music. That's it. Nothing yeah. else to them. 
Um, they're the easiest thing to do. They look sexy and they do add some value for sure, but they're, sure. they're the least time intensive as well. But they're also the least, depending on what it is, valuable to a client because um, it, it doesn't necessarily, depending on what the product or what the thing is, it doesn't emotionally always connect because there's, you're never hearing anything from, from actual clients or testimonials right. or anything like that. And so if you can learn to start adding that element, that's where somebody like yourself, who's like me, you're not going to be able to edit those. You'll just want to poke your eyes out. Yeah. But there's people who are really can become and are really good at listening to an hour and a half of interviews and weaving sure. it down into the two minute story. That's really mm -hmm. powerful. But that's something where you can go into some of these people that you start interacting with and you have the ability to go in with a free project, but you're not a one trick pony. So it's not like sure. I only give you this one video. Now I have to find a new client. It's like, well, here's the teaser. Here's the, the getter going. Here's the, here's how it is to work with me, whatever you want to do with that kind of initial video. But it's something that you know that if you're disciplined enough, you can shoot in an hour or two and you can edit in a few hours and you can have a cool little two minute video. Yeah. Um, but these other ones could take a little longer to do, but they're the ones that you now can create and paint a picture for what other types of edits and other types of things you could create. So you do that music video for potentially free, and then you can create a vision for other types of edits and things for potentially ongoing content that can be created for somebody. Because I think that yeah. the silver bullet, you know, um, video where I'm going to make one video for a business, it's all they'll ever need and they'll be good. I mean, the times are changing. They, I mean, on certain levels, depending on the industry, organization, or where they're at, I mean, they can need videos daily all the way up to at least once a week to at least yeah. once a month, you know, and being able right. to, and that can allow you, because what I found too is, yeah, it can be harder to continue to find new people. We, we can do it easier than others, but if we can just go deeper with people we already have rather than just, I did one project for you, on to the next. And I did that right. for a lot of my career, but then I started taking three and $4,000 projects and getting five to $10,000 because I was able right. to do more than one music video for them. And right. they stopped seeing me as only a, this Michael Gebbin Gebs does a one thing and one yeah. thing great and that's it. But we won't even call him if we need anything outside of a music video right. for our event. And there was other things that I'm like, you know, I can have some other people I can either hire or whatever to help me. Why lose 10 or 20, I mean, one client I'm thinking about specifically, I mean, when I stopped going from just the single video to some other things we added on to, to be able to serve them, yeah. I mean, God, over a course of three years, we probably ended up, no, no joke, doing $250,000 in revenue with them. Wow. It would have been, God, I don't even know, not even 20,000 bucks. Right. Uh, and it's because for them, we ended up shooting... Uh, we did do some core stuff with them. Um, I mean, there were some other things. I, I definitely wanted to, to delegate that and get help, but it was just something I started to explore because people were having such a bad experience sure. uh, with other people. And I thought, well, they love working with me. I've got people who are good at those things. Maybe I do explore hiring that out, getting help and, and mm -hmm. offering some of these other things to create some additional revenue and take some sure. headache off of them from they're using me and loving it. And then they're hiring half a dozen other videographers that they're not happy with. Yeah. And, right. and, and so it can be a win-win and it, and it did, it worked out. And so there's that where I offered some other things that weren't outside, that were outside a little bit of even just a sizzle, but then there's still just the ability to 
um, do multiple sizzle looking type of videos, but I added in the interviews. Like I did what I call case studies. So I have 10 testimonials and we make a video that has all of them interwoven into one, but then we have it where we're making six of those as individual videos, like one person in the video, not six. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that stuff was great. It started to add, now they have more regular content or on their sales pages for the kind of clients I had on their sales pages. Somebody might not watch 30 interview testimonial videos, mm-hmm. but if they watch a few and they're like, I resonate with that and they see 20 more, there's right. just a, a factor there that makes you go, okay, they're all probably like this. So I, I trust them that much more, you know? Right. Definitely. No, it's all so, super good stuff. Yeah. Any other thoughts? What's, what's resonating? What's hitting? What's, uh, I'm trying a lot, to man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely a lot. It, um, it maybe to rewind, do we have a little bit of time here? Yeah. Yeah. We're good, man. Yeah. Go. Um, yeah, we could it, just, it was interesting to hear you talk about how being present at a wedding and how everyone else is watching you as well when you don't even realize it. And I have mm-hmm. learned how much you're building your brand when you don't even know it. Um, by you just being present at an event or, mm-hmm. you know, vice versa. And I, there's this guy I talked to for a while over Instagram who worked for uh, specialized bikes. Okay. And yep. I'm not familiar with that brand. Yeah. Brand, yeah. yeah. Yep. And um, I was out filming a mountain bike race out in California at this big event um, just back in April. And I, I knew the guy was going to be there. So sure enough, I found him. I saw him with his camera ran up to him, said, hi, I'm Avery from Instagram. We've talked before. And he's like, oh yeah, I remember you, blah, blah, blah. Um, just made friends with him. He's from South Africa. Oh, wow. And, um, and then I, he said, you should come to South Africa one day. That'd be really cool. It'd be, you know, fun <laughs> to hang out or whatever. And I said, I will, I will take you up on that. So then sure enough, a week later, I said, hey, do you need any help on any projects coming up? And sure enough, in September, I'm going to South Africa for a month. Oh my God. That's yeah. cool, man. Yeah. To go shoot a month of action sports. It's just wow. Dude, see, that's perfect. So it's, it may already, that's the irony of this whole conversation is this right. already may obviously even unintentionally be of course happening for you with sure. the action sports, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that if we become aware, we can even put a little extra intentionality into it, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's it. You know, whereas some of us were just, we're so random that that thing may be happening, but because we don't have any intentions, so are five others. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got action sports and there's momentum happening there, but so there could be momentum in real estate. So there could be momentum in, in weddings. There could be momentum in half a dozen areas and yeah. you're only one person. So right. you'll probably already gravitate towards the action sports, of course, but sure. some people when they're not trusting enough, we'll just go whichever one's moving faster. And then if all yeah. of a sudden, if real estate started, you don't want to say no. You're like, oh my God, well now I got well, six yeah. ounces a week. And yeah. then before you know it, you're like, crap, I don't have any free time, you know, and I'm shooting mm-hmm. real estate videos all the time. So it's like, right. even though there's momentum in action sports happening, if one took off faster and you weren't intentional and really mm-hmm. you know, making it, one of these other ways could throw you off course before you know it. Yeah, you're shooting 30 weddings a year. You got a bunch of real estate videos and you're getting mm-hmm. to do some action sports but because those just happen to gain traction a little quicker, you, yeah. you lost your momentum in the, in the real or in the, in the action sports, you know, but that's awesome yeah. that you're going there. And, and yeah, it, it is happening. I mean, people mm-hmm. are observing us there. I mean, what are they doing in a wedding? Man, they just, in a lot of things, I mean, all the conferences mm-hmm. I filmed, they're just sitting there. Yeah. There's one guy who's running around like a madman. I was just yeah. in something not too long ago and I had, the lady who was like second in command. There was like a concert at one of the night parties 
And uh, she said somebody was sitting and, and it was a blogger conference. So it was like travel bloggers. Okay. And, stuff. and so, you know, other people had cameras and, and, and the lady goes, uh, this lady was next to me and she goes, man, th this vlogger is crazy. He's like, what is he doing? He's like so intense. He's up there. He's getting all these yeah. shots. Like, what is he doing? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, he's our main, like, he's our yeah. actual hired videographer. Uh, yeah. So that's why he's in everything and, and, and really moving around. But I mean, the whole time I've done things, you know, nine times out of 10, everything I do, at least one minimum, the last one I was at, I bet there was 10. Yeah. Somebody comes up to me and goes, God, I can just tell you just love what you do. You yeah. Know, just, I see you and it's just been so great to just see you working. You just, and, and yeah. sometimes it's like, you don't even, they don't even know what you're getting. You could be shooting crap, no. but because you look like you're into it and you're doing it, you're getting yeah. all these shots. People are like, man, he's working really hard. He really loves what he's doing. And then that yeah. makes people like people want to work with people who, who do, I mean, there's an infectiousness to passion sure. and love and yeah. when you don't possess that and you're like, I don't really want to be here. And I'm just kind of standing uh -huh. back. I'll get the shots when I need to, but I'm not going to keep working. Right. Like that just, it rubs off and, and people, sure. anybody can do it though. So that's the whole point here too. Introverted, extroverted, everybody can show enthusiasm yeah. and, and love for what they do and, and potentially expedite the process of not having to like bust your balls 10 years into your business trying to get work. Because basically every time right. you did work, people are like, and that really wasn't that pleasant of an experience. You know, the work yeah. was good, but you absolutely. Know. So, um, yeah. So I want to. We, we, we've got five or ten minutes here. I want to make sure there's anything else that you might be thinking of that that or anything that might be holding you up. I know some of this for you today. It seemed like there's a little bit of just like this is really cool. I'm excited to, you know, be able to get to explore this. Yeah, kind of I guess. I guess at the end of the day, like I had mentioned before, it's. Um, I was, you know, my own worst critic and uh, I, I'm coming, finally coming to terms. What are you being a critic about though? Like what's the critic part holding you back on? Oh, just like, oh, my work's not good enough. Like I show, I shouldn't go out and choose stuff for people, take people's money for my work. Um, and when I, I was finally fed up with, I would see people's wedding videos or see whatever videos and from other people I know that's like trash, you know, trash work in my opinion. And I know they're taking people's money for it. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I can't let people pay for this stuff and I'm not taking people's money for it. Like, I just can't, I'm like, it's time, you know, like yeah. it's ridiculous. So I don't know if this phone call was more of just, you know, a confirmation of my own need, but, um, sure, it's, all, I mean, just, it's all yeah, different. Just interesting. Yeah. I just love talking about it. It's, it's interesting mm -hmm. to me. Yeah, well, and you know, we're, we're very experiential people. So sometimes that's going to take, depending on the intensity level of you're doing something, it could take a few months to literally years to build like I was doing those same day edits, I would get paid, I did get paid for 95 98% of my weddings. I mean, the first wedding I ever did, I actually did get 500 bucks. But the interesting thing was, I wasn't wanting to get into weddings. I just somebody asked right. me, money. I think you might probably heard it seems like you've watched a lot. So that's cool. And you might have yeah. heard that story. But, um, but you know, the, um, shoot, I just lost my, uh, lost there, my out there actually, that doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, That's the worst. Um, oh, me and you were experiential. So I was doing the oh. weddings. Yeah. I was doing, getting paid to do the weddings, but I did my right. first edit pretty quick into my career mm -hmm. and I loved it. I was hooked, you know, but yeah. I tried to start selling them as this extra thing. Cause then I talked to a yeah. few people like, well, you got to sell it. You got to value it. You can't give it away. Sure. And I'm sitting here going, 
having these conversations and they're like, wouldn't it be more, wouldn't it be better if you had more than two, two hours? Why would we want to show it that day? And you know, I'm sitting here going, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, I had no confidence. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I guess if I did put 10 hours instead of two, it probably would be a better video, you know? Right. And, and, and it took me doing it for years to break that thing and go, you know what? The best video I make is the same day edit. Yeah. I don't know about other people and I can't fully yeah. explain why I make the best video is the same. I agree. I'm the same way. Yeah. So it's like the faster you do something, the more intensity you do it, the quicker you might pick up on the fact that, yeah, you know, like weddings, I was getting, yeah. you know, five to 800 bucks and I made friends with photographers who were getting 6,000. I'm like, yep. Something's I think, weird here. I, they're I, getting six and I'm getting 800 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I think it's weird because I'm the same way. And when I, when I shoot it, I see, you know, I, I'm putting together the video in my head and I see the vision when I see these, these shots in the back of my camera that make me all happy. And then I go home and I can, it's fresh in my head. Right. Yeah. And when I, when I hear like the people I'm assisting and they say, Oh, their lead time in a video is two to three months. I'm like, what is, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. <laughs> if I, if well, you, you told me that, if you told me to sit down and start sifting through clips and something I filmed two months ago, I'd be game over. I couldn't do it. The vision would be lost. The freshness is gone. Like yeah. that's just how my brain works. So, and yeah. I would argue to those people and I have for years because I was the guy who was, I got as bad as nine plus months. Okay. And the reality was because I shouldn't have been editing. I mean, that's right. the bottom line. I mean, a person who's yeah. doing that is because they prioritize other things and they typically procrastinate because more than likely they don't really love editing and or sure. they don't love editing weddings right those the people right. go well i like editing but not everything so they're shooting weddings right. they don't love it as much as something else so the weddings is something they push off and they push off and then like you said mm -hmm. they've grown they've become a better shooter and everything else they're looking at the footage and now it's like pulling teeth so until they get pressure because pressure will make somebody do something if you think a couple's pissed off at you by god you'll sit down for 24 hours and edit that thing yeah That's what happened to me when people right. started you know parents started calling me up i'm like okay i better just buckle up get in and do it but which sucks because then at that point too you're you're more sloppy with it and you're just throwing yeah. it together and you're getting yeah. it done and yep. you know and then it takes away from everything else so yeah that's why understanding the, the strengths and weaknesses and then going you know what i'm gonna do this and i actually love the part of shooting the wedding but you know what i, I don't love the editing so i'm just gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get somebody to help me with that so that i can yeah. i can keep a flow going keep people yeah. happy good reputation and make sure the works works quality sure um but uh yeah, there was one other thing with that, real quick, that you mm -hmm. said. Um, if you have anything oh, wrong with that, pop it up. But um, yeah, man, I mean, you, you've, you, you've, I mean, I can see that the fun thing is, is interacting with somebody like yourself. And I've had a few, yeah. who are, you know, early 20s, and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the graph, I'm talking to them. And it's just like, I want to, you know, and that's part of why I'm doing some of the ongoing coach everything, because there's, you know, I'm holding nothing back on the call, but by God, an sure. hour that flies by, there's only so much that can be going oh, yeah. over. But there's that level of like, I know what I accomplished in, in 10 or 12 years. And I know that I didn't have great mentorship or guidance. Sure. And there's, there's a lot of pitfalls and stuff. You're all going to have our mistakes. We're all going to have our learning experiences. We're all going to have our ups and downs. I don't care who helps you because you're sure. still, even with somebody like me, who could be some guide, 
you're still just going to learn on your own. Like I'm dense sometimes. So no matter what somebody tells me, I still might just have to do it for myself. If I have that kind of seed planted, I can go. And the thing I would actually want to tell you too is, is to trust that intuition, like trust your gut because I had it at the beginning of my career. And in the middle part of my career, I got it squashed out of me. Nope. And that's where I went really off the rails. And in the last six months to a year, I've been getting it back. Mm-hmm. Man, magic's happening again, you know, cool. and it's just like, don't, you can be very impressionable. Um, Cause if there's, I'm, I'm, I'm learning to trust myself on like even reading these graphs. I mean, my behavioral profiler sure. buddy who was efficient in our wedding and everything. Like I've been learning yep. this stuff from him for like five years, but it's still like, I see the graphs and nobody's looking at it right now. We're going to, the plan is to share them uh, and a link to the graphs at the sure. beginning of these episodes. So people can go check them out, take it, compare who they're listening to. But like, when I see it, it's trusting that I'm seeing a graph that looks very similar to mine. So I can yeah. say things and have a 70 to 90% percentile chance that you're probably going to agree with it or it's going to resonate or whatever sure. because I understand that. So one of those things is like the impressionable part. Do you find yourself, I mean, the, the critic thing is that there's peers and it, sometimes it's, we're our own worst critic, but indirectly, not directly even, people saying, Avery, you shouldn't do this or do that, but indirect through reading comments or Facebook things or different things, you read things and those things all come in on you and you start, to, you start to question things and you think about things or you see an opportunity and you want to change direction or you see somebody who knows better than you in, in your eyes and they start giving you advice and then you think, okay, I guess I should listen to him. I mean, he's done well in his career and he's made good, good money or whatever. But what I found is, is that, and why I'm so passionate about doing this work is because I found that the volume of people with the self-awareness, and I wasn't this for a very long time either, mm-hmm. to gain the self-awareness, to give advice from a place to seek to understand the individual, mm-hmm. and give the advice based on them, not on you, mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't doing. So they right. hear you and they hear certain things. And I think, action sports, no, man, why would you want to do action sports? Right. Start doing these kind of things and because they take what they don't like or what they don't want to do or what, whatever is based on their filter and their lens of their life. And then they go, here's what I would do if I were you. And it's like, but you're not me. You don't know what I love. I like, you know, but I I took too much of that through the years and looking at people, I thought, yeah, they, I mean, I think they know better than me. They're, they seem very successful. They've made a lot of money. They've been doing this longer than me. And so me being impressionable and I'm able to influence others, but I can be very influenced as well. So then there was that level of over the years, losing my intuition, losing my ability to just trust myself and think for myself and relying way too heavily on the opinions of other people. Mm -hmm. And then after going through all that, realizing most people though are not ill-intended. They're not trying to hurt you. They don't want you to not succeed, but- they're also not aware enough to know that the advice they just gave you is probably really poor for you. It's not sure. bad advice, but it might just be bad for you. Yeah. And I'm not saying that the advice I'm giving to everybody is all great no. and perfect or anything, but I, I'm trying to come from that place right. to understand and then, and not even tell you what to do. I had one guy I was coaching. He goes, he goes your coaching is, it's kind of different, man. He goes, you know, you actually, you never tell me what to do and you don't really give any advice. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you're really just you ask. A, and I talk a lot. And for years I thought I didn't listen well at all. I realized I might talk 80% of the time to somebody, but the 20% that I hear 
I'm yeah. hearing just enough to hopefully guide my my talking in a way that's hopefully going to like really infect that person and and encourage yeah. them or excite them in the direction that sure uh, they just need some affirmation and and for yourself yeah. probably like you said you got on this call and on certain levels it's just a it's an affirmation that I'm moving in the right direction and sure. myself and now you know when yeah. you talk about game over that's a language I use like it's game over you know for me yeah. right now talk about this clarity confidence connection like the clarity right. I have with coaching and jumpstart sessions and jump starters and my brand yeah. I've been seeking for years I had it with video once and when I had right. it it was explosive so when people gain that clarity and that almost permission and that acceptance dude it's it's game over and it's like you can yeah. put that pedal down to the ground and go 100 miles an hour versus kind of on and off the pedal like I don't know if I go too fast here I might hit something and now it's just right. like no I'm just gonna go full speed ahead you know and so for yep. you you know it's that level of like trust yourself believe in yourself go with that gut yeah. and wish and just put that pedal down man yeah when you contacted me I was like man I don't know if I really need coaching per se I don't want to waste this guy's time but I would still love to have the conversation <laughs> right yeah no I get it I get it and and you know and that's the thing and and, and everybody's different on here and you know, the way, way I have it, I, I've never actually loved the word coaching. Right. Because there's a lot of negative around that right now. And, yeah. and a lot of people. And just, everyone's a coach. And everybody's a coach. And that's the whole thing because there's these weekend certifications. And that's where, yeah, if I go into, well, let me coach a realtor. And let me coach an Amazon business guy. And that's kind of what's out there is these kind of generalist right. coaches who went through a weekend warrior thing. Mm -hmm. And now anybody with a pulse that they can come in contact with, they sure. can quote unquote coach them. And for me, right. I went down some of those paths and I realized, you know what? Yep. Videographers kind of filmmaking niche, weddings, events, shooting, you know, that world. Yeah. I can crush there. But in other areas, right. I'm weak. Like I, I just, right. you know, I can't help everybody. And, and sure. it's not, and that's what's happening a lot. And that's, some people are honestly better marketers than they are the thing they're offering. And so I found there's a lot of coaches are way better marketers. Mm -hmm. They sell you into this vision and, and results and whatever the guru, you know, this stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, when you get on the back end, part of it's I'm jaded because I filmed in that world. I filmed with some great people, but sure. I also interacted and filmed at times with some people where I, I started to question everything. Right. And, and uh, it made me jaded and a little scared that, like you yeah. said, taking money. Yeah, so many people out there taking people's money, and I'm sitting here just wanting to give, and I'm like, man. Right. You know? So, anyways, that's uh, yeah. That's, uh, no, that's all good stuff. I'm, I get it, man. Like I said, I could talk to you for hours. So, yeah. rock and roll, <laughs> man. Well, if that's it, I mean, we'll we'll uh, we'll wrap this up right now. There you have it, another episode of Jumpstart Sessions, and I hope you enjoyed that episode. So, if you yourself would like to be coached on a future episode of Jumpstart Sessions, just head on over to JumpstartSessions.net and click Get Coached on the podcast. Again, as of the recording of this episode, they are free as long as they can be used as a podcast episode. I would really love to help you gain a greater level of clarity, confidence, and connection in your life and alignment in your business so that you can move faster and make things happen without so much resistance. So I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Have an amazing rest of your day and keep rocking and rolling. Take care. 